walk with me, spend a little time in an uncomfortable pair of shoes. Quite simply, I seek to weaponise your empathy and professional curiosity and shine a light of hope for those who are just like me. I am the one in four and I feel lucky. I have lost count of the amount of people who like me who we've lost. This is why it's important to hear me, not just listen to me, hear me, anybody can listen. I'm a man who was sexually abused as a child who now carries no guilt and no shame as I accept and understand it wasn't my fault, nor did I have to forgive to get where I am now. My journey is my business. When I put my head on the pillow at night, it is me in my head and it's whatever sits right for me, just like it is for you. This is my recovery. I had to take responsibility for my recovery. That didn't come easy. That's not my default setting. My default setting was victim and the world owed me. I justified that because I'd been through childhood trauma. But that did not give me permission to do as I please and put two fingers up to the world. For as long, for a long time I've behaved and thought and acted like it did. That led to more trauma, misery and pain which I inflicted upon myself. I am responsible for adding to my trauma which led me to prison, rehab, detox and many other institutions which was all my own doing. The problem now was me and the way I reacted to the trauma. You could say it was a normal response to an abnormal situation. It was, but it wasn't. But it wasn't going to help me get well. I was slowly killing myself. Softly, softly and treading eggshells around Daniel because he'd been abused as a kid. This wasn't helping. It wasn't lowering the numbers of days. It was lowering the number of days I had left on this planet. Something needed to change. I didn't think it was me. I didn't have the emotional intelligence to do so. No one had had the professional curiosity, all the balls to stop me in my tracks and ask why. Why are you behaving like this? Has something happened to you when you was a child? Until someone did. This is why I feel lucky. After many years of services and professionals in my life, from being little Daniel to fully grown Daniel, no one asked me why. I was labelled a troublemaker, which gave me a mask to hide behind. This guy, who was my drug worker, challenged my behaviour and took away my excuses. This guy brought me back to life, be like him. To him I am eternally grateful. After he'd asked why, he then told me a small snippet of what he'd been through when he was a kid. It was the same as me. Thank God it wasn't just me, I could breathe. I'd never met anyone before who had spoken about being raped as a kid. He gave me permission to speak. Through that identification and connection, I slowly started to get well and had written myself off. Now I had a glimmer of hope. Now I could drop the mask and breathe. Of course, it wasn't that simple and it wasn't an overnight thing, but I started the journey to heal. The most difficult thing was the counselling afterwards because the devil was in the detail. I had to get it all out and get rid of all that guilt and shame I carried for years. I believed it was my fault. There was a lot more there was a lot more to be there was a lot to be undone and on top of that I had to learn how to become a responsible adult. No one could do it for me. Believe me, I have tried my best to get other people to do my recovery for me, armed with the skills of a manipulative drug addict, and it didn't work. After years of being stuck with the emotional intelligence of a fourteen year old child, how was I going to deal with life and unlearn the behaviour that had served me this far? I'll be honest, I couldn't do it alone. I needed to learn from other people that had walked before me. I needed to connect. I was fortunate enough to be offered a place in a support group for men who had been sexually abused. 
I were on the recovery path. It was okay opening up in front of someone I trusted and felt safe with, but to do it in front of a group of men, I didn't know. I didn't know was a whole new level of fear. I pushed myself and the most difficult thing was walking through this, that door for the first time. I can feel the anxiety now thinking about it. I stayed for about 18 months and grew tremendously through connection and a sense of belonging. I began to find myself. I never knew me. It was, it was a good practice ground for life. I learned how to communicate, be assertive, what boundaries were and my worth. I was no longer a victim. I had found my path. I made a promise that day that would help other men just like me who were lost. And that's what I did. I was taught the gift of passing it on and how important it was for my recovery. There was and still is no stopping me. I am far from academic and I'm struggling to write this. I was being abused when I was supposed to be learning and my education is very poor. That wasn't important. I had other skills that would get me to where I needed to be and I wasn't afraid anymore of asking for help. I created my own support network that worked for me and many people have and still do help me along the way. I've used my lived experience with some professional qualifications I've picked up along the way. I've re-educated myself, just not in the traditional way. And now alongside my colleague Rose, run a service called Empower the Invisible. We have an outreach team that works with young people at risk of sexual exploitation, grooming, gangs and county lines and other violent crime. And a service for male and female adult survivors of childhood sexual abuse. We are partner of the police and the NHS. I was told by my teachers I would end up in prison and never amount to nothing. They got the first bit right, but not the second bit. My story doesn't end here. It's still ongoing. I am nobody's victim. I am Daniel. There's nothing special about me. The special one is the people that the person that heard me. Yours, trauma-informed, Daniel.